Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. so excited because I have a new clubhouse friend, Sherian, who is a confidence and mindset business coach from Curacao. Welcome, Sherian. Thank you. Thank you so much, Coach Cass. Thank you for having me. So happy to have you. Wow. I think you're our first international guest. This is pretty cool. So we have listeners, which is pretty cool. We have listeners in about 10 different countries right now, but you are the first guest. So kudos. Yeah so honored. Thank you. So Sharon, you know, we like to get in your business on this podcast. So we'd love to know a bit of your love journey. Where have you been when it comes to love? What's been going on? Oh my gosh, Coach Cass. I think we need to like sit down, get a couple of, t- uh, cup of tea or glass of wine. I know what your time zone is. You need a blanket for this. You need popcorn because it's about to go down. Okay. <laughs> so with me, my, my journey has been crazy. It's been up and down, just like everybody. It's been a roller coaster. And I read some of your story as well, Coach Cass, and I can definitely relate to all of the dating, all of the hassle, getting to know people. Unfortunately, on my end as well, I've also been through some traumatic experiences coming from my broken home where I was raised. My parents divorced when I was 15. And that unfortunately led me to making very poor choices in men because of my very disruptive, very unhealthy relationship with my dad. So ladies, if you can relate to the daddy issues, let me know, because this is something that a lot of women struggle with, okay, until we accept and acknowledge that this is something we need to work on. So we don't let people continuously make use of that. So how did you work on that, Sharian, in terms of daddy issues? Because there's so many- Great question. Great question. So like I said, acknowledge that you have to work on the pain and on whatever you still have holding on against your father. Until we don't release that, we're going to continue giving that person the power over us to continue hurting us. And when these fathers are hurting us, either we are going to be hurting ourselves or hurting other guys. So we're either punishing them for something our dad did, or we're choosing the ones that are just like our father. And we continue in this cycle of pain until we heal and break out of it so that we can continue healing the next generations to come, right? So that's the choice that I have made deliberately. I got therapy, I got coaching, I got friends who supported you because you need support. A support system is so important in everything you do, including your relationships. And of course, I sought God a lot in prayer and fasting and meditation so that I can find that healing because he's my creator, right? You need to go to the source to find that healing. So that's how I did it. Beautiful. Oh, that's so beautiful. So where are you now? You know, are you single, ready to mingle? Where where are you when it comes to love, life, and dating? Absolutely. So I decided deliberately to take time for myself. In 2019, I was in a relationship, engaged, about to get married. Wedding venue was booked. Um, Guests were invited. Wedding dress was ready. It was all there. But unfortunately, I was not living a true life. I was not happy deep down inside. The outside, I was radiant like you see me now. I was like smiling and yay, beautiful. Yeah, I'm all for it. I'm happy. But in the inside, I was dying because I was pressured by my family, by my culture, by my circumstances. I was like hitting 30. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to get 30. I was having like this 30 fever, I call it, where you're like freaking out. 
it's kind of like your biological system is doing something telling you you need to settle, you need to get married, you need to have kids. So I basically just got myself in that situation. At a certain point, I said, I can't do this no more. I can't do this no more. Counseling was one of the biggest things that helped me get to that point. And I made the bravest decision ever in my life to just walk away from the wedding, walk away from the engagement, pack my car with my belongings. That's all I had. And I left that relationship and I started all over again. And when I started all over, ladies, I rediscovered myself. I redefined who I am. I fell in love with myself all over again because I wasn't finished loving me, right? And I'm still on this journey almost two years later now, working on me, starting my business, empowering other women, talking about my story, sharing, empowering other women to find their healing and find their true happiness. And I can't be more happier. If I didn't make that choice, I wouldn't be where I am today. Wow. Oh my. So walking away from a wedding. There's so many women that they just wish and hope and pray for that day that they can have a wedding. So, so where did you get the strength to walk away, especially with the venue booked and, you know, all your family and, you know, what will they think? What, what is it that gave you the strength to do that? Yeah. And I did get resistance and I get that criticism. Of course, I did have people that didn't agree with my choice, but the power came from God. The power came from God knowing that he created me to be someone special. He created me. I mean, the Bible says that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We were created to be happy, live in a life of abundance. We were created to be queens. So why would I settle less and lower my standards, lower myself and settle for a life? I mean, this is a commitment for the rest of my life. That's how I see marriage. It's not just we'll see, we'll figure it out, right? This is a commitment. And me going into that commitment, knowing that I'm not happy, knowing that I'm going to settle for less, knowing that I'm not going to live the life that I actually desired. For me, that gave me strength to say, okay, God, I need you in this because I am like broken and I'm confused and I know what to do. So help me get out of this. And he did. And I got also as well, next to all the critique and um, all of the rejection and, and, and the criticism and everything that everybody was like against, I also got support from people. So you'll be surprised how many people came forward and say, oh my gosh, Sharon, I admired the decision you made because if I were you and if I had that bravery that you had, I would have walked away from my marriage too. But now I'm bound to this and I need to make it work because I already tied that knot. Right. So when you say settle for less, do you mean less in terms of stature and money or settle for less? What do you mean? Because, you know, it's a it's a hot thing now where ladies are out here like, I only want a man that makes this amount of money and can pay for everything. So are you talking about that kind of settle for less? Like he just wasn't making enough or what, what kind of settle for less were you thinking? And thank you for asking that question, by the way, to clarify that, because that's the thing that I tell everybody. Settling for less is nothing to do with material. Settling for less is about who you are as a person. What is your purpose in this life? What are you born and made to be? And how is that person going to fit with who you are and your purpose in your life? Instead of going into a whole different direction, that's going to keep you away from being who you are and fulfilling your purpose. Because you're doing yourself your disservice. You're doing God a disservice because he created you with a purpose to do something. And you're sabotaging that, right? You're sabotaging to live your life fully potential. So that is what I mean with settling for less. Do not do this, ladies. I don't care how desperate you are. I was desperate too. Listen, I was like, my womb was like doing weird stuff going on and my hormones were going crazy. 
I can't do this no more. You know why? Because I would be so unhappy and so bitter and I would get kids and I would implant that in them and I would create disaster generations. And that's a responsibility I do not want to have on my conscience. Oh, powerful. Oh my goodness. Disaster generations. Nobody, nobody wants that. Oh, okay. Right. I- and I came out of it from my parents. They divorced because it was not a match. They settled for less. And knowing that, seeing that growing up, somehow unconsciously, that's the kind of energy you attract in a relationship. So you got to really acknowledge and you got to do deep work on childhood traumas. This is something I tell you, this is not something to take lightly. You need to observe the potential partner you're looking for, observe their family background, know where they're from, know what they've been through. Did they find healing? Are they now tapping into their full potential and developing that? Or are they already there? Right. If you don't take a look at that, including yourself, you're going to come together and create this nasty recipe of whatever it is you're creating. And you're going to pass that along to the next generation. That's something I did not know. I learned that just now working on myself. That's so beautiful. It's so funny because my husband, the, the environment in which he broke, grew up in was beautiful. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I still see to this day the relationship he has with his mom. It's something that I see out of a movie, right? They they never speak ill of each other. They're very kind to each other. They always say nice things. I'm like, what? Where did y'all? Where did you find each other? Like, just him and his mom. I'm like, huh? So then he looks at me and my parents, where they always pick at things like, oh, you got a chin hair. I'm like, you really got to point out the chin hair right now, you know? So it's it's such a stark difference in how we operate and understanding that, right? Understanding your family dynamics and how they fit and why your partner, your spouse acts the way that they do is essential in and of yourself. So yes, ooh, and that that truly is a lifelong journey. So, oh, thank you. Thank you, Sherry. Yes, absolutely. So I'm 33 now and I'm single. I am sexy. I am successful. And I don't mean sexy with sexual. I mean sexy with I'm confident. I love myself. I found things about myself that I didn't love and I changed that around, you know, I worked on me and now I know that if I continue on this path, someday it will happen. I'm not going to be desperate no more, going out there looking for people, mingling, getting to know people. I'm just going to do me and while I'm doing me, this guy is going to notice me. He's like, oh, that's the girl that I need to be with and it's going to happen. So plant seeds of confidence, self-love, purpose, having a beautiful future, plant seeds of what you want to achieve, have your plans, have your goals, have your dreams, and the dude will fit in. You won't have to settle for anything less. So based on everything that I've been through, based on my friends around me, my family around me, we all came to the question, what is it when women turn 30? And they have this 30 fever that they need to settle down. They need to have a partner. Some of them are like 30 plus already. Oh my gosh, I have like a career. I have everything. I have a business or whatever it is. I don't have a dude. How do you deal with that pressure and that fever that you get so that you don't settle for less? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one, Sherry. And that's a really, (laughs) so a, a huge part of it of what I've found is the biological clock, right? So the world says that when you were 35, you're officially at high risk. So if you don't even have a prospect in sight at 30, then you, you start to get antsy, right? Okay, well, I have to meet him, get to know him, marry him, be hang out for a little bit, and then have a baby all before 35. So then there's a sudden pressure that we have in and of ourselves. 
But then there's the family members and the family members have all of the things to say about, well, what's wrong with that last guy? Well, what about this guy? Or I got a friend and it just becomes a place where you just need to get pregnant versus being happy, right? Because they need grandkids. It just is what it is. You're waiting too long. You're focused too long on your career. So it really is a societal pressure. Um, I have seen women tell men within six months of meeting them like, hey, just so you know, I'm getting pregnant this summer with or without you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And so the guy goes running and it's just like, <laughs> all right. So really and truly it's, it's a society thing. And so it just comes down to you accepting in and of yourself. If life doesn't play out exactly as I planned or the movies go, am I okay with that? Right. And just playing out those different scenarios. Yes. I could find somebody to give me a baby right now, but would that make me happy? Yes or no? Some people, yes. Some people, no, right? Another would be, well, you know, I could find someone, but maybe we can adopt or maybe they already have kids that I can love. Mm. Is that okay, right? And playing those scenarios out. Or three, am I okay with it just happening as is and maybe not having kids and just being an auntie versus rushing this whole thing? So it really comes down to values, what you value, and then why you value it. I'm specifically thinking of a story that I wrote, I read and a couple was about to get a divorce, right? Sherry and they were about to get a divorce. And the guy was like, look, I told you I never wanted kids. And the wife was like, no, I thought you would have changed your mind. Right? So they went to counseling, mm-hmm. they went to counseling. And what they found out is that her mother always told her, you're not a real wife. You don't have a full family until you have a child. Mm-hmm. So she always felt less than because she didn't have a child because her mother was in her ear. Mm-hmm. And then with him, it turns out he was raised Jehovah Witness and he, his childhood was filled with knocking on doors and people slamming doors in his face. And he was like, I'm going to put another human through that, right? Mm-hmm. So that was his thing. So the both of them had something of why they did or why they didn't want kids. And it had nothing to do really with them. So when they came together and uncovered that, they decided to stay married and slowly but surely figure out what does children mean for the both of them. Mm-hmm. And so just, just for you and anyone and your girlfriends who are listening in, really just to think about, well, why must you have kids why is that a must mm. and must it come from you or could it be one of these millions of children that are without or could you just be a great auntie and that be okay right that's it I told myself that I will have a child with a man that I am married to at conception right because we never know what can happen right so at conception we are married and that I really feel that he would be a great father and do this thing called life with me and not right. just Myself. because as a Caribbean woman you know it usually just ends up the woman doing everything mm-hmm. and there and it's just like I don't want that life so mm-hmm. you know the decision of having a child was really based on who he was and how he treated me so I would have been fine you know no kids but because he was so good to me I knew that I wanted to bring another person into this circle into this family so it was a very intentional decision on my part I know not everyone listening has the same thought pattern. Mm. It's something for us to really think about the why. Absolutely. Thank you so much for answering that question, Coach Cash. Um, it's indeed 
something that we don't think about, and I was younger as well, like three, four years back, I didn't think about what the consequences are of having a child with someone who's not really your partner and the father of your child. Because there's two roles you got to look at, right? It's not just about you, it's about the child. So there's definitely indeed a lot to consider and a lot to think about, which is why I am personally a fan of having your list. A lot of people say you shouldn't have a list. You know, it's just not healthy. You're going to judge people. I'm like, you need to have a list. These are what I want. I know what I want. I know this is who I am. I know what I want. Because if you don't have goals in life, then where are you going? And what are you looking for? So have your list. Okay, it shouldn't be a list of 100 things, (laughs) but it should be a list. These are the things that I need. These are the things that I want. Does it match with who you are and what you have to offer me? If it's not a match, don't try to change the list so you can change the person because I made that mistake, right? I settled for this guy knowing that I can change him. He's going to change. We're going to make things work. And that's the worst mistake that I made. So definitely learn that. So thank you for reaffirming that for me. You're welcome. Yeah. No, no on the changing. My husband always says it's hard enough to change yourself, much less somebody else. Yeah. So if the person you're with is not the person you want to be with, then time to go you know the reason I love uh working with professional single women because this is the best time for them to make those decisions I appreciate you tuning in and hanging out with us Sharon so how can people find you absolutely thanks for having me coach Cass so you can find me on social media Instagram it's super simple at Sharon underscore Wilson you find me on LinkedIn as well. I'm Sharon Wilson. There's only one Sharon Wilson in the world. Let's be honest. You can find me anywhere. If you Google me, you will find me. So go ahead. Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook. You can connect with me, DM me. I have a website as well, SharonWilson.com. Check it out what I do over there. And ladies, if you want to start your business and you're lacking the confidence in a mindset, I'm your girl to go to. We're going to do some work on it. Love it. All right. Well, you enjoy the rest of your day. And for everyone listening in, remember to always keep loving, keep laughing, and keep living. Much love. Many blessings. Bye. Have you ever wondered what to talk about on a date? Like gotten stumped about what to ask, what conversation to have? I know. That's why I created The Love Deck. This is the 60 questions I believe you should ask before choosing the one. And on the other side, affirmations just for you. Check it out. Everybody loves them. And don't forget to tag me in how it goes. Bye.